Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. Another week, another episode. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for downloading the old podcast, Arola. Larry here. And Anthony here. What's going on, Ant? Uh, nothing much. Uh, <laughs> it is it is dark here right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a little early, but that's all right. We get the day going. Yes, I know. You know th- thank you so much for waking me up at the butt crack of dawn. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, you're gonna have an enjoyable weekend. Don't worry. So, you'll be doing good. That's very, very true. Very, very true. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, we're gonna, as usual, why, why beat around the bush? We're gonna get right into it as we usually always do. As I'm getting ready for Castlevania Two. How you mm-hmm. doing with Simon's Quest? Yes. Oh, Don't forget the subtitle, please. Um, how you doing with uh, Shining Force 2? I know that you wanted to hold off, maybe do something a little special for the final battle. Have you been able to do it yet? Has life gotten in the way? No, as usual, life has gotten in the way. Um, travel has been getting in the way. Um, it's yeah, the, it, it, it's going to be a busy couple of months uh, between uh, work and life. So, um, however, I would like to plan a day. Because I still would love to live stream the end of the game just totally. for fun. Totally. Um, so I'm hoping that we can do that sometime in October. Um, and then maybe what we can, you know, and then again, what we can do is maybe we, you know, we'll live stream it. And then I don't know if we can do a show while we're live streaming it or not. But we'll. We can get away We'll figure it, it out. Exactly. Yeah, I think we can do it. So I'll figure We'll figure it out sometime in uh, October. So as of right now, no, I'm standing pat. I am, I am at the final boss. I am ready to fight Xeon and destroy him. And save the world and the princess and all that crap. So, Woo! Victory! Because at the end of the day, it always comes down to saving a princess, doesn't it? it? Thank it you, sure Mario. Oh, it's all Mario's fault. I know. Always got to save a princess. Stupid Peach or Daisy or whoever ends up getting kidnapped in the meantime. Yep. Well, even before that, Donkey Kong. Yes, yes. When he was just simply Jumpman. <laughs> when, he was, when, when he was Jumpman saving Paula. Daisy? Paula. Paula. Sorry, Paula. Yeah, see, how come – I find it funny that she had a name <laughs> and he was just called Jumpman. Well, yeah, I know, honestly. What's that about? I don't know. I guess they didn't run into their uh, their landlord yet at the time. I guess not. <laughs> so um, – <laughs> but uh, that's old arcade Mario. Let's We're going to jump all the way up to N64 Mario, I think. Um, I came across hmm. – on Facebook and everything, you know, I come across these these lists and, you know, like top five, top ten, top fifty, whatever. And I, I sometimes I get a kick out of checking them out, seeing what's on the list. You know, we may not agree. We may not disagree with it. 
But uh, just interesting to see how other people feel should make top 10, quote-unquote, lists. And I came across one, a top 10 N64 games every retro collection needs. This is from the recently rebrand, uh, rebranded, easy for me to say, uh, Playboy, because now they've gone away with nudity, so now they're, I guess, picking up on video games. <laughs> well, I guess they learned that... Uh... I guess they learned that they needed to cater to nerds a little bit more. Well, not really. Um, their sales dropped tremendously, but be that as it may. Um, well, I'm sure Hugh Hefner's not dying about it since he just sold his mansion. So Yes, he did. I, but, and um, um, side note, did you hear about the old caveat if you bought the mansion? Yes, he gets to live there until he dies. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. And who uh, – So do, uh, I believe so – and so do the models, right? Some of the, No, I, well – I think I think they can come and go with their own free will. Um, who I think like the guy I who forgot owns who bought I Twinkie forgot who bought or it, something. But... Owned, I don't know. Someone's grandson who owns like the Twinkie Corporation or something. I don't know. Someone weird yeah. bought it, and it was pretty funny. Whatever. All I know is that like you know he's I think about two hundred million dollars richer, and he doesn't have to leave his home. No, and he thinks he's a uh, a ship captain because he's always wearing that dumb captain hat. Hey, you know what? If 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 you were Hugh Hefner, you would do whatever. That's you want. true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, also, one more side note, then we'll get back to this. Um, the Playboy video game for Xbox, I feel, is the single reason why a uh, couple friends of mine are currently married at this time. So uh, that's a uh, a side wow. story for another time. So, but it's pretty. Funny. Uh, yeah, that we have to circle back <laughs> to that one for sure. Sure, will eventually we'll leave a, that. A, a Playboy with. game on Xbox bears discussion since it the Xbox oh, if it, the very game. first Xbox it's a retro game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it just, is. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so we, we can discuss that and need to find out how two people can come together over that. Oh, no, no, no. They didn't get over that. It was because – all right. Let's get into it. So real quick. Right. So first of all, Playboy the video game was a horrible game. It was basically The Sims but Playboy. Um, okay, and of I course, need to buy it right now. I'm yeah. Going to so I thought <laughs> – honestly. So I thought, oh, this is going to be the greatest game of all time. Um, I – didn't have my license yet uh, because, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, I, who needed a driver's license? But I was also lazy. So I asked a friend of mine, um, hey, listen, I want to go to the mall. You want to go to the mall? I didn't really tell him I wanted to buy a video game. Just figured I wanted to go to the mall, uh, uh, King's Plaza Mall. So put it into perspective. Um, yeah. So he's like, okay. all right, all right, we'll go to the mall. So we go to the mall. Um, we go to Electronic Boutique. That's how long oh, this was. Oh, EB. Yeah. I remember EB. So we go into EB. And I'm looking around, and, and, like, I beeline for it. I pick up the game. I picked up something else I don't remember. Um, he was just kind of, he was having a rough day. So I'm like, let's just go out. So we go there. Long story short, the uh, woman behind the counter, she was working. Um, she, I embarrassingly handed over the Playboy game to get purchased. <laughs> she stared at of me like, why are you buying this game? Uh, my buddy kind of... Thought she was very attractive and um, ended up calling her. Long story short, they're now married with a child. So basically wow. because of my need to get a stupid video game, which really they had no nudity anyway. Because every time they would go to do stuff in the mansion, it would get blurred out to begin with. So, so well, it may, have had, it may have been pixelated topless. It's been a while. I don't know. So since, uh, since they got married and everything, now do they just take it upon themselves to make fun of you every time they uh, no, bring up the story? No, they probably because I would. They forgot would about it, but I'm because like, you because you needed a porn game. <laughs> We're married porn with a kid. Game. Thank you. <laughs> 
But I was I was kind of hoping they'd mention something about it during the wedding, but they didn't. So I was a little. That's all right. I got over that. But well, they were, they were obviously too nice. And those, are, those are horrible are. friends to have. Nope, they are very wonderful. Their daughter is is lovely, and I'm happy that I was able and to bring the two of them you together. Can tell, you can tell her that story one day of how she came to be. Well, it all started with the Playboy game on yeah, Xbox, pretty much, and the game itself was just you, Hugh Hefner. It was just it was like 1960s Hugh, like we had Playboy at night or Playboy After Dark. Wow. Be that as I probably still have it too. So um, be that. That wouldn't surprise me. Actually, no. I think I may have sold it back for like a nickel. I don't know. Anyway, but let's. So um, so these let's, top let, ten let, lists. Let's let's move on from that story. Yeah. So again, so Playboy magazine is now more of a. Uh, it's like Maxim, you know, kind of like a lifestyle magazine, and uh, they've been putting up some lists for video games. And one of them that caught my eye is this, like I mentioned, top ten Nintendo sixty four games every retro collection needs. And uh, we're gonna go through this. We're not saying this is a top order. We're not saying it's even in numerical order as far as what should be top or not. But um, I think we're gonna have some of our opinions and I think me and you may want to switch out a couple of these games here. So mm-hmm. uh, there's no question about it because looking at the list I'm like, okay, they're definitely Two or three I've never even heard of. Yeah, I was like, and I and I also feel like I also feel like what happens with these lists is because they're so biased. I feel like they they purposely leave off the obvious ones um, or some of the obvious ones because they want their list to be different. So, and that that's always the flaw I find with lists because right. yeah, because you look at them and they're like, oh, it's you know um, these are, these are the top ten you sh- you know you should have, and it's like well yeah, conveniently there's always like half of them that are different. Oh, totally. That's why, you know, it kind of just, we run with it and, you know, pretty much take it from there. And let's let's get into this. And right off the bat, it's going to be one that I've heard about, I've never played, I've read about it. It's called Mischief Makers. Um, basically, it's, even like it says in the thing, it's basically a robotic maid. Um, <laughs> and it's a 2D side-scroller. Um, I don't really know much about the story because, again, I never really played it. Um, but I have read a lot about it. Um it looks very cartoonish. It looks fun to play, but uh, this may be one may have to pick up at a uh, retro uh, retro expo one day. Because I got yeah, there's no question about it. Yeah, there's no question about it because I've never even heard of it. And depending on the rarity, this may this may be one of those expensive ones because I don't know if this is one that was like in the general marketplace or not. It could be. I mean, I'm just playing. I mean, you, you can find these. I'll link it up on on the uh, on the Facebook page and everything. And uh, there's a long play. I mean, it's almost three hours long play of it, and uh, it just looks like a simple, straightforward side scroller. Um, actually, has more of a to me like a a circus feel to it. Maybe it's not a maid, but a circus. Uh, but it just looks like a simple, straightforward side scroller. I probably would have bought anyway. Um, but it does sound if you very Japanese. Yeah, honestly. It sounds very Japanese though, and it looks like it'd be like a Japanese only game. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean it's it, it's interesting. I mean it's it's vibrant is what it is when you look at it. It's bright, um, yeah. Know, yeah, it's it did, definitely very colorful, very cartoonish and And it did a really good job of really combining th- the 3D element of the N sixty four with a two D side scroller. So that one's pretty cool. I may have to be on the lookout for that one. Also, uh, well, you be you be on the lookout for that one. I'm I'm probably going to skip it. <laughs> uh, up next on the list, I think that we've all owned this one: Star Fox 64. Um, yes, 
Star Fox 64 definitely yeah. makes my top 10 for N64 games, no uh, question about it. The fact that the title of this uh, list is 10 Nintendo 64 games, not top 10, is why I'm allowing this to be at number 9, because if it was a top 10, this would definitely be higher on the list. No question about it. But uh, Star Although, Fox... Consider, c- considering the way that they're counting it down, I think this is a top 10 <laughs> for them. Um, Star Fox 64, obviously the predecessor... Uh, no, predecessor or sequel? Um... The no, this would be the game. sequel. The original, okay. yeah, the, yeah, the sequel. <laughs> uh, you know, you know the difference between no. predecessor and sequel? No, it's 8 o'clock in the morning here. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, it's, <laughs> well, it's 5 a.m. here, and I still know. <laughs> but, um, Star, I mean, Star Fox, any incarnation of Star Fox has been phenomenal. And uh, Star Fox 64, I think, really, you know, shot it into the, into the atmosphere there. <laughs> uh, after how big it was on, on Super Nintendo. Yeah, you know, what's funny, the Super Nintendo game, I somehow managed to miss. Me so, too, in a way, and I'll explain how in a moment, but I think a lot of people kind of... Of course, you have a story. I do, well, that's why we're doing the podcast. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, the, the, the one on N64, I mean, that was the, fir- that was that, that was the first uh, game that actually came with the Rumble Pack, I remember, yes. and that, that was awesome. Yes, and also, um, <laughs> God bless. I, I, did you hear that? I muted. <laughs> yes, I heard it. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Um, Sorry, yeah. It's okay. Now we know your mute button don't work. <laughs> well, well, it's good. It's good to know that when I press mute, that there's absolutely nothing on my but now, computer. Now so. I have to pay attention to the screen because if you give me a wave, I can try and mute you. But in any event, all right, I'll do that next what? time. Sorry. It's all right because I'm not gonna be paying attention. Um. Did N64? Did Star Fox 64 also come with the? Um, remember the? Um, like that graphic thing that you put in, or was that Donkey Kong that came with it? That's probably Donkey Kong. All right, all right. Yeah, uh, but Star it did... came yes. with the, just came with the Rumble Pack. Exactly. And, you know, besides the besides the, um, uh, the with the gameplay on that, I mean, obviously, you know, the gameplay was awesome. Um, but the fact that like you could, depending on what you did on the levels, you can choose different paths. Mm-hmm. Made the game replayable, which was awesome because I remember going through the game. Like when you play the single player mode, you can finish it in about half an hour, mm-hmm. like thirty or forty minutes. I was like, but because there were choices, you would you could go back and do you know d- you know do something different on the level and wind up on a different path. So it made the game really replayable and awesome. And the multiplayer mode I thought was really fun. Yes, multiplayer mode was definitely fun. Um, it was it just. It was kind of multiplayer mode, a little different than one of the other games we're going to get into in a little bit. I think because it was being aerial, being all you know ships and whatnot. I think it gives a different, different dynamic to the whole multiplayer genre as opposed to just running and gunning. Yes. Plus, the game also introduced the obnoxiousness that was Slippy. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that voice is still stuck in my yeah, head. Yeah, that's a rough one. But the Rumble Pack, we got to talk about the Rumble Pack for a moment because honestly, that was a game changer, no pun intended, for the N64. Oh, no question Actually, about for it. Gaming. And, and well, I was going to say it was a game changer for gaming because I think at the time PlayStation hadn't come out with their um, with the Rumble controllers yet either. So oh, that was no. the first time when. Yeah, controllers actually gave you a reaction to a game, and I remember how awesome that was to play. And all of a sudden, you just get that you get that rumble, and it's like, oh, cool, something like something. 
happened in the game that yeah. like just you know and you felt it like we were talking before before we started just real quick we were talking about how uh the new nintendo nx is may go back to cartridge based and you yep. you you said that nintendo pretty much every incarnation of a system they come out with tries to reinvent gaming anyway uh like now going back to the cartridges or with the wii with the motion controller this yeah. rumble pack yeah definitely and i mean just think of the games you ended up playing with the rumble pack where you know once in a while you'd play without the rumble pack you forget to put it in or something like that i mean it just it, it totally changed everything yeah well and that's the cool thing about nintendo i mean for everything that they do and for all the you know for all the failures people point out like you know we wii, wii u is officially considered a failure because they're already walking away from it um virtual boy obviously which i always get my digs in every every chance that i get um you vb owner but um you know i mean for every for every system that um for every system that they fail with, they, they're the ones that really do drive the gaming industry forward with their, you know, with all of these new and innovative ways. I mean, NX sounds like a great system because the retro gamer in me just like already is excited because we're going back to cartridge because I'm curious to see now in 2017 how much can be done on a cartridge because, you know, they had left that behind with the N64. Um, so, yeah, I mean – but with technology, you know, you know, you can see as technology went on, I mean, would fit on a giant NES cartridge, then, f- you know, you had something better that fit on a smaller uh, Super Nintendo cartridge. And then you had even more fitting on an N64 cartridge. So, like, um, it'll be really interesting to see what they can do with it and also how retro it's going to feel because, yeah, right. You know, yeah. I mean, because everybody, everybody had written Nintendo off after the GameCube. They were like, "Oh, Nintendo's done." It's like it's just going to be Microsoft and Sony, because at that point Sega was gone. And then the Wii comes out, and everybody owned a Wii. Every single human being owned a Wii. There was a lot um, of good games on the Wii. <laughs> There's a lot of good games on the Wii U. I, Nintendo still, they still got enough life. Yeah, they don't do like all the you know hack and slash and M rated games like the like Microsoft and Sony do, but. In my opinion, I really think Nintendo still has, you know, the the Kirby games, the the Yoshi games, even the Mario games that come out. Well, the cool thing about well, that's because the cool thing about Nintendo is that they do they they do gaming differently. Oh, totally. You know, you see, you know, for all the Call of Duties and Modern Warfare's and Halos and stuff like that. I mean, to me, those all feel the same when you play them. It's just like, oh, okay, it's just that style, and that's it. You play, you know, you know, you play Nintendo games. You know, I mean, granted, they've got you know thirty years of equity on all of these properties. But when you play a Mario game and a Zelda game and all that, like they're always going to be different. They're different experiences. Yeah. So, and that's what's really cool about them. Yeah. So, which is br- what brings it back to Star Fox, because Star Fox, like to me, was like it wasn't your typical space shooter because you know it wasn't just you got in a ship and you flew. It's like you got in a ship and you flew, but you also had three wingmen with you. It, it gave you a whole different experience and feel. And then obviously. The Rumble Pack added a whole other dimension to it that was really good. And then even the Star Fox on Super Nintendo was a bit of a game changer, literally, because it had that, uh, what was that chip, the, the VX7 or something like that? Um, oh, that yeah, that's added right. into it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and, and real quick, you know, you're saying how you never, you never played um, really Star Fox. Um, the only Star, I didn't own the original Star Fox, but I bought through the Nintendo. I remember they had to put out a catalog for a moment. The Star Fox competition version, because they did like a college campus competition. It was like the highest points in like 
Well, it's supposed to be 12 minutes, but for some reason mine was like 10 minutes, 27 seconds. <laughs> but, okay. Um, that's, that's the only Star Fox I owned. <laughs> well, at least you owned one. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was fun. Um, the, the, yeah, the Super Nintendo one's one I need to go back and play. Yeah. Super FX, excuse me, it was called the Super FX chip, that's what it was. Ah. Super Nintendo. Uh, Alright, so, moving on next. Mystical Ninja, starring Goemon. Probably mispronouncing Goemon. This, Probably. again, is a sequel to a... I never played this on N64. I've seen it, I've wanted to play it, but I never did. Uh, but it's a sequel to, one, in my opinion, one of the best Super Nintendo games, um... Mystical Ninja on Super Nintendo. Actually, completely no, missed. More. I completely missed both of those. There is more to that title. Hold on. Um, it's been a been a minute. But um, yeah, no, Mystical Ninja on Super Nintendo, absolutely fantastic. I'm trying to find the stupid true name of the. Well, thing. I'm enjoy- but- I'm just enjoy- I'm just enjoying the description of this game. So Mystical <laughs> Ninja starring Gomon is. Uh, let's see, Gomon must fight to stop the Peach Mountain Shoguns. From transforming Japan into a westernized fine arts theater. Because, why not? Um, yeah. So, so so apparently, Japan's got an issue with us. No. <laughs> and uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. That's what it was on Super Nintendo. Legend of the Mystical Ninja. That game rocked. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this, I mean, it's very, this game is straight from Japan. I mean, just looking at the box art, looking at the name, um looking at pretty much everything about it. And there's been a few games on it. A um, couple on the Game Boy. Obviously, this one Friend 64. Uh, one on uh, my favorite... Uh, dear... Nope, never mind. Nope, Virtual Console. I, thought, I was going to say, this is not a Virtual Boy one. But... Um, I do find it interesting how open-world it kind of looks. Yeah, this... For the N64, it was, it was very open-world. And even with the Super Nintendo version, it wasn't as much open-world as... It was open level, I guess, because you still had levels, but you can walk back and forth a lot through the level. Yeah, but I, I have to say, I'm watching like after watching like 30 seconds of it. This is this is a weird, creepy game. I mean, I just watched a I just watched a fat girl shoot a bullet out of a gift box at at that's, the main character. That's a Japanese game for you. <laughs> yeah. So um, we got that one there. Now up next, and again, this is a top 10. Why is this at seven? I don't know, but whatever. Uh, Super Mario 64 goes without saying. Oh. One of the best games ever. Oh, yeah. There's no question. I mean, I can't imagine anybody who would own an N64 without owning this game. I mean, this was the must-have game. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, and it was, I mean, this was also the first system that did not come with a game with the system. You had to buy the games. And day one, you only had, I think, there were only four choices. So um, if I remember correctly, I don't remember all four, but. Uh, Mario 64 and Pilot Wings were the two that I got day one, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and you know Pilot Wings for the most part just sat in its box because once you put Mario 64 in, you were just literally it was you opened up a whole new world uh, of gaming. I mean, it was. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. It's just insanely revolutionary and just, you know, blew everybody away. There was nothing 
better than playing Mario 64. And for 1996, um, it did Polygon Gaming correct. Now, everyone was new pretty much to Polygon Gaming. That gave it that 3D look to it. But let's face facts. Mario 64, Super Mario 64, on a cartridge, in my opinion, looked a lot better than a lot of the games on the PlayStation that was trying to do 3D with the polygons. And it just, it didn't look... It looked very blocky, in my opinion. Like I'm gonna go out. And, I'm, I'm gonna say it. The first Tomb Raider, to me, visually, all right, back then it was cool, but now compared to Super Mario yeah. 64, it doesn't look as good. No, and I agree with you on that. Well, you also got to remember, PlayStation One was 32 bit, and 64 was 64 bit, so they had more to play with. True, but you figure they can they can shave a little bit because of the CD-ROM and stuff. But still, I hear what you're talking about. I hear what you're talking about. Yeah, but still, I mean, like. The coolest thing about Mario to me, like when I look back on it, Mario 64, is that Nintendo knew when they were putting this out what was going to be most important uh, for gamers to have an enjoyable experience um, with it, besides the, the cool visual, was the, um, the camera angles. Yes. Because when you play a 64-bit game, because there were so many games on N64 that came out after this, looking at you, Castlevania. Um <laughs> And many, yeah, both of them, and many, many others. But you know, the games, some games that followed, did not pay attention to cameras because, again, this was this was a new this was a new thing. So everybody's just kind of like trying to keep up. But Nintendo, like uh, with Mario, they had to me, I felt like they had gotten it right because you had the ability with the controller to adjust the camera angle so you can see what was comfortable for you when you were playing. it made the experience so much more enjoyable because it's like, holy cow, it's like I can I can spin the camera around it, you know, when I need to. I can move it up close so I can do like a first person and look around. Mm-hmm. Like that was just so I just remember that being so amazing because that there was that was that could have been the moment that would have made all of this fall flat on it flat on its face. Totally. Uh, totally. And and yeah, and they had paid so much attention to it. That uh, it just, yeah, it just made the game so amazing. That's definitely it. Their games definitely have a lot of attention to detail and also gave a reason to use that, those C buttons. But um, Yes, those C the, buttons, which were a lot. A lot to <laughs> do. Um, just, yeah, overall, top to bottom, Mario 64. No one can really say a bad thing about it, I don't think. So even today, even today's day and age, when you want to compare it to recent games, it's still, it's still absolutely fantastic. I've owned it on every... Every possible way I can, even on virtual console. So, um, but I've only made it to a hundred and what was it? Hundred and thirty stars. Um, only made it. I to, think a hundred. I, I think one twenty. One twenty. One twenty. I think is the max. Yeah, I um, always that last star always eluded me. I was never able to finally get that last star. So oh, uh, you got you got you got further than I did. <laughs> I think I think the most I've ever gotten on it is like seventy or eighty. Yeah, no, I I went pretty much almost to the bitter end, and just for some, and I forgot what level just kept giving me uh, the problems. But yeah, just uh, that'll probably be. You know what? When we we're doing these, you know, these gameplays throughs that we do, that'll probably yep. be my uh, my uh, next thing after uh, Castlevania. Try and finally get that all elusive well, every star, and then find Yoshi. <laughs> that works. I would I would I would challenge you to play a game you haven't played before. But oh no, I can do I, that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a. That that's a good goal to have. I should actually, you know what? Maybe, maybe what we can do is we can do a friendly race Ooh. on that one. Oh boy! Um, the race to uh, the race to one twenty. <laughs> um, since I've never done it and you've never done it, that would be interesting if we both do it. 
All right. I think the the challenge may have, the gauntlet has been laid down. So at yes. some point, we'll eventually do that. Um, we will do that. We'll add that to the list of many things we're, prom- <laughs> we're promising people that we will do. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll set up in Times Square and we'll show it on the Jumbotron. Yes, because our show is that popular. <laughs> uh, next up, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Uncle on this one. Jet Force Gemini. Um, I've heard about it. Never played it. Uh, never really read much about it. I know it's available on the rare replay on the Xbox One collection, so we can play it. But mm-hmm. uh, I never. Yeah, never really, never played this one on the first time around. Yeah, I, I unfortunately can't talk to this one either because I've never played it as well. But uh, to me, it's got a bit of. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of games that are similar. I mean, because it's 3D, it's also got it, it's got a little bit of Star Fox in it with um, flying levels, apparently. Yeah, I, I mean, rare obviously rare replay. So rare made it, and and rare, you know, with the, with the games that they came out with. Um, definitely their track record is phenomenal. And this is one of their top original um, games that they come up with back in the day. Um, but, uh, yeah, just unfortunately, just, this one fell fell through, the, uh, fell through the cracks. Yeah, same with me. So it's going to be one of those ones where I'm going to definitely go back and definitely. check it out. And, and, you know, for those listening at home, definitely post on, on the Facebook page or on our Twitter pages. You know, Mischief Maker, Jet, Jet Set, Jet Set, Jet Force Gemini, any of these games. You know, if you have memories of them or if you can you know memories of the games we haven't played because listen we may have played a lot of games but we haven't played all the games so yeah <laughs> or what you know or you can put up what would make your top 10 list of n64 games exactly follow us damn it um all right up next i i, I don't think i don't think demanding that <laughs> gonna, i'm going to each and every house and knocking on every door <laughs> moving on <laughs> All right, this is the game that, one of two games that got me through college, GoldenEye 007 on N64. Oh, it got many people through college. Many, many, many people, yep. except me. <laughs> except me. <laughs> I was the one exception. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, one of the few, if not the only one, who did not, wasn't crazy about the game. And I'm, I'm not because of the game, not because of what the game is, I think just because of how the game's played. Yeah, you know, I've had a long complicated history with first person shooters um and unfortunately they uh they they mess with my head um (laughs) like literally mess with my head to the point where i get pain so it's like yeah so first person shooters for me have always been difficult because of the headaches that they cause (laughs) um as as graphics have you know improved over time i found a handful that became tolerable like Mm -hmm. uh like a left for dead Yep. You know, which I know is more a more current game. Like, um, for some reason, like, that one seemed to not um, bother me so much. But back in the day when, like, you know, you know, when we're dealing with polygons and stuff like that, any first-person game, I mean, between GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, which everybody talks about as yes. well. Yep, yep. But even uh, – I remember the South Park game. I bought the South Park game for oh, N64, yeah. which was also a first-person shooter, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, but even that one, it's just like, yeah, they would they, – they would just – give me headaches and unfortunately i had to pass on one of the best games on the system because of that well do you, um you have a wii u you know i mean if you ever wanted to pay, i'm sure it's cheap now they've redone they they redone golden eye redone they redid golden eye they, they, for the wii uh, your, your english is fantastic yeah it's it's brooklyn um on the wii so you can play it on the wii u and what's fun is when they remade golden eye they actually threw daniel craig in it as opposed nice. to Pierce brosnan so um 
Uh, well, that's an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, so make it a kick out of that. But GoldenEye, let's face facts. I mean, this game multiplayer was the key to the death matches was oh, God. the key the t- to this the game. T- the tournaments that I would yes. hear about just, yes. you know, in college, again, to your point, in college dorm rooms and everything like that, it was always about GoldenEye deathmatch tournaments. And, yeah. Um, it was such a big thing. The it four, really was. Four-player, one of the first four-players, remember, the. I mean, it's not the first four-player system, but N64 had, was the first one with the four ports on the front, so right out of the box. Yep. It was four-player. You know, the four bo- everyone played on the same screen, four boxes. I mean, and you can, can customize these deathmatches almost however you wanted to. I mean, hours on end. Probably why I got the grades I got. Um, Pretty so, much. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, and we, we can get into, we can do a whole episode eventually just on GoldenEye. So, uh, but uh, my uh, favorite was the uh, prison rules. So, you know, if you didn't have a gun, too bad you were getting shot. <laughs> Moving right along. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Uh, uh that, yes. Yeah. Now, originally, the original. This is actually a sequel. The original game. Um, uh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, was a very cute. Yeah, I have to look it up there. Uh, was a very cutesy, very fun, kind of family friendly game. Uh, they came out with the sequel, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and this went off the trail. Maybe the first M rated N sixty four game. Was it? Yes, I think I, I think you're right because. The thing with N64, you know, obviously Nintendo was always like the the family system. Yeah. So the fact that uh, uh, the fact that they were able to come out with a mature one, and sadly, um, sadly, come out with one that was um, that was so late in the life cycle of the system, so not many people got their hands on it. Um, yeah. I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to uh, purchase it, and I still own it. Uh, yeah, yep. I. Yeah, I remember playing through. I, I never played through it, to be honest with you. Um, it is available on the rare replay as well. Oh, which is awesome! Yeah, yeah. like I remember playing like the fir- like playing it for like an hour or something like that. And I'm like, okay, this is absolutely awesome. I love this game. <laughs> um, and then, unfortunately, never had a chance to go back and finish it because at that point, I believe I was starting to get into playstation 2 dreamcast that type of stuff gotcha um so but this is one i've i've got sitting in my collection where i'm i plan on sitting down and finishing it yep no definitely awesome uh next game and good game good series i've really played a lot of it turk dinosaur hunter uh first person shooter very cool kind of it's almost like goldeneye but dinosaurs yeah goldeneye with dinosaurs um again uh i had to skip this game yeah <laughs> uh, for first person shooters but i remember um I remember my – I want to say my nephew – I think my nephew played a later version though. I think there was a Turok on – There was, yeah. On, there on was 360 or something like that. But yeah. I remember seeing this game and I was like, oh, OK. That's cool. I mean I would want to kill dinosaurs. Yeah, it was definitely diff- pretty pretty cool. The different aspect there. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, also Banjo-Tooie, uh, the sequel. We're, we're- Yes, we're flying now. Well, um, well, because I never really, I mean, neither one of us have never really played Turok. Um, I really played very little of Banjo-Kazooie. Again, also available on the Rare Replay because Rare put out that excellent compilation. Yes. So, yeah, and the Banjo games are, are that whole series I've actually never picked up and played. But, again, it's one of those things where um, you hear such great things about them. I remember, like, the Banjo games and um, the other one, Crash Bandicoot, yes. are two series that I never, ever picked up and played, but I always wanted to. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot was a little weird, but uh, the gameplay, because it was going forward. But uh, Banjo-Kazooie played a little bit on the Rare Replay, definitely one I, I'm kind of sorry I missed out on, but it had that N64, uh, Super Mario 64 gameplay to it. So, 
Oh, cool. Then uh, I own Rare Replay, so I'll definitely go back and play it. (laughs) And then finally on this list, which is really the one we'll probably spend a little bit here, uh, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and honorable mention Majora's Mask, even though I feel Majora's Mask is not a good game. But Ocarina, (laughs) Ocarina of Time... If it's not the number one game on the N64, it's definitely 1A, because Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was phenomenal. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, where where Mario started, like, you know, Mario started the whole, you know, the whole 3D gaming revolution, uh, Ocarina of Time took it to a you know, completely different level, because you, far, you, you really got the first feeling that you were in an open world yeah open world and open world gaming has become all the thing now um you know if you look at if you look at a game like uh no man's sky which just came out and i hear i hear it's been getting beaten up in the reviews because but anyway but like you know that whole concept of like you can just fly out into the universe you know an infinite universe of multiple you know just like endless worlds that get randomly generated 18 quadrillion 18 quadrillion okay so the reason why that exists is because of a game like ocarina of time which for, you know which introduced the whole open world where you can just grab link jump on your horse epona and ride your way through ten, ride your way through the world not only that just it, it's to me it's the first game i was really really thrown into the story itself like super mario 64 you're just playing to play zelda you're ocarina of time you are in the story yeah, I no, mean, like, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was completely immersive. And even though you were going back to the, going back to the age old story of you got to go save the princess and all that crap. I mean, just the, yeah, just the whole aspect of you know being Link and just walking around and experiencing all of these things, um, you know, all you know, all these areas and um, the journey through time. You know, yeah. when you go from young Link to adult, like exactly. there are so many memorable moments in that game, down to the ocarina songs. Like I can still play like i can still hear them in my head um you, you know the you can't go the to a con songs. yeah you can't go to a con now a comic-con or anything without seeing someone selling ocarinas yeah and that's because of this game i, I mean i didn't even know about ocarina you know ocarina the instrument before this game and i think they <laughs> existed before the game don't get me wrong they're a real instrument i think that existed oh, no, no, no. before the ocarinas game but have, ocarinas i believe have existed for i think several hundred years oh, yeah, no, they've been around for a while yeah but um, I guess Miyamoto finally picked one up one day and like you know what, let's throw this into a game. So um, yeah, yeah, it's... and now we're just now, now I need to find out. So let's yeah. see the history of the ocarina. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay, okay. So the ocarina <laughs> believed to date back over twelve thousand years. Okay, so a few hundred. All righty. <laughs> yeah, so you know a little more than a few hundred. I mean, but uh, okay. So you know you're talking about a twelve thousand year old instrument that modern that most of modern. Maybe this is why. Maybe this is why the Japanese hate us. That modern <laughs> Western civilization has no knowledge of. Um, I don't. Mind. But yeah, just the just the idea of you know taking a simple you know a simple ancient musical instrument and using it for the premise you know as a, as a very big prop or you know wow, for a, a game amazing. just yeah astounding absolutely absolutely amazing. astounding. So uh, yeah, and then that I mean that. Rounds out the top ten here. Um, I think we can do whole episodes about Zelda and stuff like that. But yeah, with this- but you know what? I, I think we should take a moment to talk about things that are missing on here because, like I said when we first started out, top ten lists to me are always biased, mm-hmm. and I feel like they purposely they purposely leave off other amazing games for the sake of putting ones on there that they're maybe hoping you don't True. know exist that True. you'll go out and play them. But what is someone yours? 
so yeah, I mean, so like my top ten definitely include. Um, again, I mean, th- this one I can understand why it would not make a top ten list because you had to be a wrestling fan um, to enjoy it. But the WWF games at the time, which were WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, yes. of course, the WCW games, Revenge, and mm-hmm. World Tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, those completely changed the way you played wrestling video games. Yep, they really yep. did. I mean, the four-player action, the different modes, the storylines that they started in putting in there. It was like, it, uh, it really set the bar for wrestling games that I think most people don't even think they've ever been able to like meet that since. Uh, it's been um, a while. Been, at least it's been yeah. a while since you're able to change the way you played it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know... A game like that is definitely one to mention. Uh, the fact that Mario Kart 64 isn't on the list, I feel yeah, right. like, is definitely um, definitely a, a strange omission because Mario Kart 64 to me is probably the best or yeah. one, you know, if not, you know, or the one or two best um, racing games ever made. Yeah. Because uh, that one also with the four player mode and the 3D and just like absolutely stunning game. Totally, totally. Uh, the Mario Party series. Yep. The Mario Party series. I know, like um, those are those are tough to get your hands on, and I'm very happy that I own all three for the N64. <laughs> um, but I remember getting blisters on the middle of my hand <laughs> with my younger sister and my friends because we would play those games to death, and there was there were game there were mini games in that. Again, also like one of the first games to like do that format too yep, with yep. the board game and the mini games. But turning the uh, joystick, like you had to like turn it in circles, mm-hmm. ca- clockwise or counterclockwise to do things. And I just remember burning through the skin in my hand uh, <laughs> yeah. playing that game so awesome. Oh, you're, you're right. So I'm agreeing with you each and every one of these so far. So Yeah. And of course, um, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's the what started first, it. Yeah. The very first Super Smash Brothers was on N64, uh, if I remember correctly. It sure was. Wrong? Yeah. No, so yeah. it's like... Yeah, so I mean, you just think about that game and how that game like changed things too. I mean, that uh, that that game just endless amounts of fun, and I wish I still I wish I still owned it. I do not. Oh wow! And it's I, I believe it's one of the more I think it's a pricier one to yeah, get now. Probably, probably. Um, you know, with your, I'm going to agree with every one of those games on your list. The only one I would add personally, again, going back to college, it sounds stupid, but Pokemon Puzzle League. Yeah, it's a Pokemon game, but it's really Tetris Two with a Pokemon mask on it. That game, because Tetris 2 was such a fun game, another one we played a lot with in uh, in college, mostly muted, but um, it was still a fun party game to get a couple people together and just kind of do tournaments there as well. So I would throw Pokemon Puzzle League into that mix. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I still have Pokemon Puzzle League. Oh, do you? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, and I do agree. Actually, what's interesting in my collection of N64 games as I went back and went through them, because I don't have a ton. I have maybe like 20 or 25, okay. but four... Four of them are Pokemon games. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because it, Pokemon Puzzle League was one. Pokemon Snap, which I remember my younger my, my younger sister's uh, like closest friend at the time, mm-hmm. he was he would play it and rave about it. He's like, Oh my god, this game is so great. And of course I'm an, at that point I'm technically an adult. <laughs> so I'm like okay, I was like, what can the interest be with this game? And I'm watching him play it. I go, There's no I go, I really don't see why this is so exciting. And then put the controller in my hand and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh God, I go, this is great. Um, and of course I honestly don't think you would have Pokemon go 
on your mobile phone Probably without not. Pokemon Snap. Because the concept of Pokemon yeah. Snap was you were a photographer going through these lands and you had to take pictures of Pokemon as they appeared. Um, and the better the picture was, the more points you got. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you fast forward 20 years and everybody's doing it on their cell phone now. Uh, forget about it. It's wild. And also, let's be on Pokemon, Tony Hawk. The Tony Hawk series started. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. We played that yeah. game endlessly, and we never—I never rode a skateboard. No, neither. No, I mean, God, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have had the uh, the balance or equilibrium to do it back then. Uh, maybe now, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two was by far like one of the best. Mm fun games i've ever mm-hmm. played and i mean tony hawk at this point i mean i think they've kind of run it in the ground but actually i think they that, just i think they bring it back or they just well I, something. Yeah. I think they just released it but yeah. I, I don't remember the reviews being very yeah. good um but tony hawk pro skater 2 i just remember was so awesome in fact it the tony hawk um games are what introduced me to ska music because <laughs> uh, yes. I had never listened to ska before. I mean, it, it, it's not like they played it on Z100 or anything like that in New York. Um, but um, I still have uh, Goldfinger's Superman on my iPod. Uh, and that's all thanks to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. There we go. That did it. Um, I think with that, and there's tons of other games here that we uh, we can list. But I think we're going to start yeah. to wrap it up here. So wait, did you, did you ever find a top 10 Virtual Boy? Um, gaming list? No, oh, or it, did, it, did it even have 10 games? There were there were 16 games. I can come up with one. There were 16 games. So you can, you can literally do a top 10 list because there were 16 games. <laughs> Some of them may be on it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... How dare you, sir. <laughs> oh, I will dare every time. Every single time. <laughs> Alright, well thank you then for downloading. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. In the meantime, you can follow us everywhere. And uh, yes, thank you. follow us everywhere. Please stalk us. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll catch you next time. Later. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.